right, y'all. Welcome back to Bitches Love Brunch. This is episode 34, and I am your co-host, Courtney. And this is Kiana. And we are excited to be back. I was trying to think about, like, where we left off in the last episode. Mm. Um, And I was like, oh, it was Thanksgiving, but that was two episodes ago. So that's wrong. That's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, because it's Christmas tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> like almost, pretty much. So. Oh no! I listened to our last episode. That was about the parental relationship. It was. And that was about what was the first topic we talked, we talked about? about um, we talked about the implications of divorce. Yes, um, that was good. And and like you said, difficult parental relationships that was a really good episode it was i listened to it and i was like oh girl you biased because you enjoying this way too much <laughs> way way too much and i was just like yeah can't even That's be impartial funny, here we, like whenever i go back and listen to it i'm never listening to it for i won't say never but i'm rarely listening to it for like entertainment purposes not that either one of us are because that's weird kind of to listen to yourself in that way um but I often am like find myself like I might be looking look uh listening for editing purposes like okay how does this sound how does that sound because you know we've had some issues in the past and like I thought we sounded better than that um but then in the midst of that I'm always like oh this was a really good episode where I find myself cracking up at whatever it is that we were saying or whatever inside joke that we had yes yeah, actually getting caught up in the show. That was the first time I listened in a very long time. And it strictly was for entertainment purposes. So <laughs> I was entertained. So I just kept listening. Because usually I'll listen for a little bit. And I'm like, oh, we straight by. But I was like, oh, this is interesting. Let me keep listening. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't record it with you. Right. <laughs> but you see how um, we have a hard time remembering like for the recap. So trust and believe. Sometimes after we record, it'd be I forget it happened. Yeah. I'd be like, oh, what are we talking about? There's just so many other things that go on. Just like, okay, well, that's one checklist off the off the one thing I have to do this week out of many things. Right. Right. Because so. then it's on to the next. I know. I got to stop being like that. I got to enjoy the moment. You know, we do we do what we can. Um. So on that note... I always do this. Like, how was your week or how's your week going? And as you so um, nicely reminded me a few minutes ago, it's only Tuesday. (laughs) Yo, Courtney went into a full-blown rant about this whole week, and I was like, it's Tuesday. (laughs) I was like, Kiana, this week has just been, she was like. So let's hear about your week first, dear. How your week been? Well, I really can't even talk about it too much. Um, Okay. Understand. Yeah. So I will save that for the next episode. But um, I can talk about my weekend. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Let Can we get a recap on how you, um, I don't know if it was a finesse. I don't know if it was a hookup. I don't know if it was raw talent. I don't know what you did. But tell us, tell us your secret, sis. <laughs> As they say, it's not about, it's not always about what you know, but it's about who you know. And importantly, it's about who you know knows who. Ow. So, long story short, for for those of you that might not have seen um, 
our IG story on Saturday, I decided to do a Bitches Love Brunch Takeover. I don't know what made me think to do that because y'all know that I am an introvert. So, like, I like to be heard and not seen. I actually do know what made me do that. I think I was too mimosas in at that point. Um, So I was like, why not? But uh, I was at brunch with my friend who I call my, so dearly called my iron sister, Iron Sharpens Iron. Um, Yes, Marty. Yeah, that's my boo. Shout out to her. Um, But she works for this amazing nonprofit called Ruling Our Experience, Rocks for Short. Um, And it's all about empowering girls, young women, women, so on and so forth. Well, they have um, a really awesome donor who happens to own a brewery. I hate saying that word, but here in Columbus. <laughs> and her boss, their CEO and founder, went to pick up some beer for an event that they were having or something. And he was like, hey, I got six Cavs tickets. You want them? And she was like, "Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, nobody's going to turn those down not even knowing like where the seats were but because he has money you can only imagine that you know that they were pretty good seats so originally i was supposed to go just to like a hole in the wall bar on saturday for my birthday and marty um had mentioned that she got these tickets through or she had gotten a ticket through her job and was like you know i told my boss like one of my besties her birthday is this weekend but she would completely understand if i went to this game because She's a Cavs fan, too. And I was like, absolutely. Well, she dropped the fact that it was my birthday week so many times and enough where her boss was like, and I've met her boss already. Yeah. Um, She was like, bring her. You can have this other ticket. Bring her. So we ended up with uh, floor seats to the Cavs game. Come on now. And that was not the original plan. So we went in. and I, I know I've shared some of this with you, Kiana, but for the listeners, we went in through like the secret entrance where all the players enter the cars had to get sniffed by the dogs and all that crazy stuff and so it was already clearly pretty exclusive pretty dope and we get there our tickets say section 127 which of course that's dope enough it's close um we're there for all of 10 minutes and her boss is like give me y'all's tickets like hurry up give me your tickets we get them back i think nothing of it marty was like did you see that we're in section one? I was like, I'm not. I'm in section 127. <laughs> I'm sorry. She was like, Courtney, look at your ticket. And it's short enough. It said section one. Um, but one of the dopest experiences ever. And like, like I had said to you earlier this week or towards the end of last week, whenever that day was that we talked, it was just nice because it was the home team. I don't know that I would have been that geeked out for any other team. Yeah. But it was Cleveland. Um, and they had smoked salmon. <laughs> That's so yes. basic, but I love smoked salmon. Listen, uh, sometimes you got to know that the smoked salmon goes above the wings, but some mm-hmm. days you crave the wings. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to leave the wings for y'all. Oh, that's right. Sorry. No, no problem. But uh, we got to see Deli. Deli's back. That was exciting. He waved directly to us and not one of those like you see somebody from across the room and you think they're waving to, you know, like he was right up in front of us in between like this glass. We were in a separate room, but whatever. Uh, Kevin Love with his always injured self, but nice to lay eyes on him. And uh, Khloe Kardashian. 
<laughs> we saw her too. Um, not super thrilled about that. She like she was almost unrecognizable a little bit. Like you would not be able to tell me that these women have not had any work done. This is no shade, but it really took me a minute. I was like, no, nah, that's not her. And then I realized it really was her. And somebody actually snuck up to the row because she was a like a row or two. No, she was like two rows behind us. Somebody mm-hmm. snuck up to go get a picture with her. And she was taken. Like, she was posing. She had her duck lips, the pouty lips on, on point. Security came and snatched her up so fast. Oh, wow. <laughs> they were like, ma'am, you can't do that. And we thought that it was because she was just taking a picture with her. And we were like, wait, Chloe's posing. Like, can't be no beef. Child, she had snuck out of her seat, which I'm pretty sure she was not in that section at all. And was taking selfies with Chloe Kardashian. Wow. Well, girl, as long as Chloe said it was okay, what's the problem? Well, because she wanted her seats. Like, those were, well, I don't think anybody was sitting there, but security came and snatched her up and was like, don't do that again. I was like, damn. <laughs> All right. Somebody's daddy. I mean, I wouldn't have stayed next to her, like, after I took the pictures. Like, I know somebody might be sitting here, but let me sit here and get this picture off and I'm going to leave. Right, right. She was trying to have a full-blown conversation with her, though. Oh, okay. And the no- the moment she noticed that she had gotten caught, she was like, mm, let me get you know, these that's a perfect segue into our, our topic, but we ain't even there yet. That's all right. <laughs> no, we can be, because that was it. Like I said, good experience. They won. Yes. And and it was just a quick, it was a quick uh, little day trip. Did y'all, y'all there, went right back that yeah, night? came right back. Okay. One playing no games. I had business to handle on Sunday. <laughs> right, get me back home. I don't right, know nobody in Cleveland right back for the day. Oh, that's I cool. get right back to it. How has your last week been? Let's, let's say that. Last week. I don't remember last week, so I had a good weekend. (laughs) Had a great weekend, kicked it a lot. Um, It's always really Mm -hmm. fun when I get to kick it, especially when it's cold and I actually have a good time because, y'all, I'm introverted to my core, and so this is my season to be who I am and not be remorseful about it. And I feel like I'm missing out on stuff because it's the summertime and it's hot. Like, I just, I want to stay in the house. So, I went out this weekend. That was really fun. Um, Not out-out, but you know what I mean. I was social. Um, But other than that, girl, it's Tuesday. I'm tired. I hear you. And, um, yeah, that's how it's going. It's going well. Get ready for the holidays. I haven't gone Christmas shopping yet, so I need to do that this weekend. I haven't either. I need to just go ahead and place an order um, on Amazon. I was going to say, I really, I'm tempted to. I want to do it all online. But at this point, something may not show up, so I just need to go to the stores. I feel it, but I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. No. We're doing a secret Santa, so I think there's really only one item that I need to order. Everything else, I'm going to give my money to whoever the designated family member is (laughs) for a couple other gifts. We're giving to a charity or a family in need, and we're just going to call it a day. I'm not about to be out in these streets. Nice. All right. It felt like we were at the end of the show. We're at the beginning. That tells you how tired I am. Oh, we're going to pass the mimosa. What are you drinking? I got nothing. 
Okay. <laughs> Me either. So, <laughs> I actually really wanted to be drinking today, but I left my drink in the car, so. I'm going to drink when we have a guest on. I'll do that. Oh, okay. Yeah. I want but a guest today, which is unfortunate. <laughs> leaving right from the gym, y'all. I ain't going to keep telling y'all that, but yeah, so no. <laughs> okay. You want to hit them with the... Uh... The quote of the day. Yeah, the good news. So this quote is from a lady. She's a motivational speaker. Her name is Lisa Nichols. Mm -hmm. And the quote is: "In order for my yes to have value, my no must be said." Two snaps. You go, Lisa, because that's so true. In order for my yes to have value, my no must be said. Y'all, that means you got to say no more than yes. And not necessarily more than yes, but like there's mean so it. many people out there that just don't say no at all and don't find value in their no. You know, it took me a long time. I think somebody told me this and it it was so freeing and the way I use it is often, you know, perceived as rude, but it's not. Um, but no is a full sentence. It is. No. Yes. I, got I don't have you. I don't need mother. you. To why? Like, I don't no, have to tell you because sentence. No. Just know. Just know. Like, add a period to that. It's done. And it's usually because a lot of people aren't used to hearing no while they're so taken back by the notion of somebody telling them no. What also gets to me, though, too, is yes to that. But people often ask things with the assumption that they're going to get a yes so the question is just a formality for them and so they are shocked when they hear the no like no it was still a question and I still have a choice (laughs) to tell you no so like why be so surprised because you asked me a yes or no question (laughs) you know I actually got into an interesting conversation one of my coworkers, and then we can just unpack the topic but um there was there was an opportunity for her. She was supposed to ask me something. She just assumed that I would do it. And I told her I had to have a conversation with her. And I said, hey, you know, the next time that this happens, you need to let me know what my options are. And then I'll give you my answer because you took my no away from me. Mm-hmm. I have I have choices. You know, everybody has choices. You don't get to decide anything for me. Anything. So... When given the opportunity for me to have options, give me my options. I'll give you my answer. You may not like them. I can't do anything about that. But all my options are mine, including especially my nose. Because that's exactly what I was going to tell her was no, which is probably why she did what she did. Right. Now, and that's not to say, and let's be clear. So go ahead. Let, go ahead and um, unpack the topic first. Um, so today we just want to talk about exercising your no. Um, and to be honest, to put it in another frame of words, it's really creating boundaries. That's exactly what that is. It's just telling somebody no and what your cutoff points are and knowing what they are and recognizing what they are when people come up to that line, that boundary and being able to have the confidence in yourself and the know with all within yourself to know yourself and self-awareness to say no. And also recognizing that when you don't value that and when you don't value your boundaries, what effects that has on you. 
and how other people perceive your values. Because if you tell them yes and they go beyond your boundaries, they've just broken boundaries and you've given them permission to. Right. They don't know that they've broken boundaries. Yeah. So we were them to. We were going to talk about it in the context of holidays. So let's talk about it. Boundaries. Courtney, what what are boundaries to you and how do you apply them to your life? <laughs> well, let me say I apply them frequently. <laughs> um, but how? I'm getting there. <laughs> because... There's so many facets. Okay, so this is this is what I was going to say earlier, but I wanted you to unpack the episode first or the topic first. Like, we have to identify, like, this space of no, right? When we're in the workplace, and this, this isn't necessarily about, like, your example, there are things that, like, you have to do because you have a job. So I'm not saying <laughs> if your boss tells you to do your job, you can't just be like, no, because that's what you're there to do. And that's like a very general sense of that. What I'm talking about are those boundaries. And even sometimes within your job where it's just like, say you say you have your job description and you even have the whole section about other duties as assigned. But say somebody's like, oh, we need a couple people to volunteer for this A, B and C. You have every right to be like, nope. I can't do that because you know what your workload is like, you know what capacity you're at, you know your schedule. And if you're a good employee, like you practice time management (laughs) and balance. So like you can't say yes to everything. You know what I mean? So I think, and I think it can get mm, sometimes depending on who the person is, um, it can get blurry in the workplace or like when your boss is Say your boss is asking you to go get them coffee. Like you're their gopher or something. No, I'm not doing that. Say your boss even asks you to stay late and you have children that you need to pick up from daycare. You know what? No, I actually cannot do that because I have children to tend to. But let me say this too. For people who don't have children and who are single, your no still matters despite the fact that you don't Absolutely. have other people depending on you. Not that just because your colleagues have children and they have other responsibilities, you being single and you still taking care of you, your priorities and your no still is valid, not just because you don't have kids. Absolutely. I was going there next. My point is though, is that like everybody's boundaries matter. But we, like, in in terms of workplace, like, you do have to, like, recognize, like, okay, some of this is just your job. Like, (laughs) I'm asking you to do your, if I'm asking you to do your job, you need to do that. Um, But if you're refusing to do it, that's a whole different thing. But no matter what situation you're in and what space you're in, you have a no that you can exercise. So how I typically am exercising it, um... Or I've had to exercise it. Like the first thing I had to do though was recognizing what my boundaries are because for the longest I was saying yes so often. I was that employee who even without children um, didn't know how to set those boundaries because even though I don't have children, there are other things that I was doing and my time is precious, right? I would be at work till seven o'clock some nights. 
I will be in there on weekends, Saturdays and Sundays. I will go in after church. And because I was so frequently doing it, people just knew it was okay to push those boundaries like, well, she'll get it done. You know what I'm saying? And so for like, for me, the first part in like recognizing that or how, you know, or exercising my no was like really sitting down with myself and saying, okay, what are your boundaries and identifying those for myself? That way I knew what I could say yes and no to, whether it be in work in work in a relationship. Um, I've, I have to tell my mother no sometimes. And that kills me. That absolutely kills me. She's like, Oh, well, why don't you just come up this weekend? Or, and I would have just been home for Thanksgiving or something. And I had to be like, no, because my time is precious. I've had to explain that to my mom. I think it was recently we were Thanksgiving. We were together and I told her no about something. And she was like, you know, your mouth is smart, this and that. And I was like, I can tell you no. You know that that's not disrespectful. That's not me being defiant. I'm telling you no. (laughs) And that's okay. It's not disrespect. And it is also about, like, how it's delivered, too. Like, when I tell my mother no, and I try to be as patient as possible, like, in the beginning. And because I know, like, a lot of the things that she's asking me is out of love. Like, she just want to see her daughter. And I just have to, you know, remind, you know what? No, I can't come up two weekends in a row. And I don't actually have to explain why. But in in those situations with my mother, I offer her that courtesy. You know what I mean? And I'm just like, you know what? It's not in the budget this week. or And it's not that I don't have it, but it's not in my budget to do. Or I am, I'm already committed to something else. But that also goes back to the point of no is a complete sentence. And that was actually told to me by my mother. So sometimes I have to hit her with that. <laughs> that's funny. Like, that's it. That's all it is. No beef, no foul, no harm. But it, it does get difficult. But I think, like I said, the biggest step for me in like how to exercise my no, I really had to figure out my boundaries first because otherwise I was just allowing myself to say yes to everything. What about you? I forgot what I asked you. Um, <laughs> I forgot technically like how you started that question. But essentially, it's about how do you exercise your no? Um, I think first and foremost, one of the things you said, like it starts with yourself. So one of my big things is that I have to figure out what my non-negotiables and my negotiables are, which are my boundaries. Mm-hmm. Um, because those things are heavy lines for me. And I can't talk to anybody else about them because then it would be negotiable. They're not negotiable. So it was me figuring out what I wanted my life to look like and what I wanted my life to look like with the people that I chose to be in it. At this point in your life, you know, in the past, friendships really happened by happenstance, really depending on, like, your environments, um, the surroundings that you were in, whether you were in high school, whether you were in college, you know what I'm saying? So now how you structure your friendships, honestly, it has to be some intention behind it. Any relationship that you get into has to have some intention behind it. So I had to be intentional about how I wanted this to look and play out in my adult life. And most importantly, I had to figure out what I wanted my relationship with me to look like. That was Mm -hmm. the big deal because 
how all these other things are in my life will how I treat myself will determine how the rest of these things play out it all starts with me so I had to figure out what I wanted like looking from the outside not the outside in but the inside out like how do how does Kiana see herself and how does she want this life with other people to look like without being taken advantage of without being overlooked without being you know what I'm saying um people just not paying attention to your needs like how will Kiana pay attention to her needs and so that was my starting point for that um and how I set boundaries, you know, I've just been noticing as of recently, and I mean very, very recently, that I set boundaries, but most of the time I set them retrospectively, which has not served me well. So <laughs> when I set when I set them retrospectively, it makes me go against the grain of how I'm wired when I should have done that in the beginning. You know what I'm saying? So it kind of questions, it makes me question myself. Like if you're a good person, then you wouldn't have already allowed this. And now you got to draw this boundary now. So how'd you even get here in the first place? Mm -hmm. So I'm still figuring out where to draw my boundaries and how to draw my boundaries based on certain relationships or caliber of relationships that I have. So that's just been new for me because boundaries for everybody will be different like I I had to get to a point where I had to draw clear boundaries with my mother as well but it was almost to the point where I had to realize that I have to love myself more than I love my mom and that is such a foreign concept as a black daughter for me because to say you don't love your mom more than you love yourself we cherish our mothers you know what I'm saying like the way that we look at our moms is we really do put them on this pedestal. Not saying that they don't deserve to be there, but you have to love yourself more than you love your mom. You do. Because at some point, you're going to have to put somebody else above your mom, and that's going to be your kids. That's going to be your husband. Like, your mom's place in your life moves depending on where you are in your life. Um, so that was really tricky for me, too. But like I said, it always starts with me first because at some point... You have to acknowledge and you have to accept that you got to be a little selfish with you. You mm -hmm. have to. and You have to own that. And in creating your boundaries, you are your number one person that you're serving, you and God. So you have to make sure that you're being selfish with you, your time, your space, most important, your energy. Um, so that's that's where I am with boundaries. It's a, it's a process. I actually think I'm about to order the book Boundaries. After I read um, these other two books that's in front of that. You, uh, <clears throat> you are like reminding me of all these books that I need to read. Um, but, because I was supposed to, what quiz was I supposed to take? Super random, but. Oh, not the five love language quiz. The apologies quiz. Okay, yeah. My bad. I promise to be better in the new year. No, I promise to be better starting today. Um, I just rambled. I had a thought. You lost Sorry, it. were you finished? <laughs> yeah, I'm finished. Um, share your thought when it comes back, or if it comes back. <laughs> I don't know how those work. Mm -hmm. But, um... The holiday season, boundaries during the holiday seasons because Christmas is upon us. Everybody's going into Christmas and boundaries look different in every scenario in life, but can be applied to every scenario in life, which is great. 
at least for mm-hmm. me it is um especially being an introvert it my boundaries sometimes are really really hard and that i have to be like stop i'm uncomfortable i'm anxious <laughs> so it's just it's about my energy and my uh my mental health at that point absolutely and especially um a couple things since my thought did come back I also feel like this conversation is not only for this group of people, but it's especially for this group of people who have a tendency to be frequent yes men. You know what I mean? Because I feel like there are people out there that exercise their no's very well. Um, And they say no, but sometimes there's like the guilt that comes along with it or the nerve that you have to work up to say it. So it's not that you're not exercising it, but it's, either the um, aftermath or the anxiety around preparing for it that you struggle with. And then there are the people that just don't exercise it at all. And like I said, are just frequent yes men. And that's when you will find yourself in these situations. Or for those that are saying no, where it's just like, you may not be any better off because you have to work yourself up so much to say it or feel so guilty afterwards that that's not good for your mental or um yeah for your mental health either like you know because that can be very draining it can that's very exhausting i find myself being one of those people though like i have to work my way up to setting my boundaries or i get a little anxious when doing it but I also think that's a part of the process for me because I Absolutely. think depending on who you are and who you're setting a boundary with it can be difficult it can be uncomfortable but that's also my motto is that just because something is difficult just because something is uncomfortable just because you're anxious doing it just because you're afraid doing it do it anyway you still have to do oh, it absolutely. like I don't care how I feel I still have to move through with taking care of me but I, I feel those things especially like I remember you know recently texting you because it it drives me to a point where I I question myself I question right. myself I question my intentions I question all of that but I do think that as I know for a fact those are feelings there's a difference between feelings and facts and once I get to the facts the facts remains that this can't happen Despite how I feel. You know what I'm saying? So I have so to focus you, on the facts. How do you mitigate like some of that anxiousness around preparing to say no? Because I agree that sometimes that's a part of the process. And I think part of the process too is um, just being thoughtful about it. Because sometimes it's not even just... Like you're not just always saying no for the selfish reasons and i'm not saying selfish in the negative connotation i'm saying it in self-preservation type of way um so you're not always saying no for that reason but that doesn't lessen the anxiety to say it so like what is what is what does that process look like and like i said it doesn't make it any less exhausting so knowing that it can be exhausting because people like people can truly get because it's one thing to like be considerate and be like oh well can I actually do this like say somebody is like say somebody's coming into town and they need you to pick you up from the airport 
Now you want to do the nice thing and and maybe your first thought is to say yes, but they're asking you to pick you up from the airport at two o'clock and you got a meeting at two forty five. And while for some people like it's just their natural thought to just want to go ahead and say yes to do the nice thing and overextend themselves, you know what I mean? Sometimes it's part of the process of, well, let me look at my calendar real quick because let me see if I can finagle that because maybe I can say yes and it's okay to say yes. But sometimes people just overextend themselves, look at the calendar, will say that, you know, we'll see that they have an appointment or a meeting at 2.45 and somebody needs you to pick them up at 2 o'clock and you're like, oh, I'm going to have to tell this person no. How am I going to tell them no? How am I going to do this? You know what I mean? Where, where it's really just planning you've already been considerate you looked at your schedule you can't do it (laughs) you know what I mean right and then you still have that anxiety of oh dang I'm about to disappoint them I feel bad how they gonna get to wherever they need to get to that's not your problem (laughs) I think the first point in that is that one Y'all got to stop asking people to pick y'all up from the airport when there's Uber and Lyft and so many other ways. <laughs> okay. Like, I'm telling you, you, if you are already going out of town, plan to get where you need to without inconveniencing somebody else. Because gone are the days <laughs> that I have to pick you up from the airport. Get a Uber. Get a Lyft. If you did not plan for this Uber or the Lyft, you shouldn't be out of town. So. Oh, my gosh. I don't. I, that, I mean, if I extend it to you like, hey, I'm not doing anything, I'll pick you up. But if things are going on, let's say you're having a party or something, getting things together, people are coming to town, lift your butt to their house. Why can't well, you? Yes. There's resources let's- for you. But to answer your question, <laughs> um, I don't think you mitigate those feelings because I don't think that there's ever a time where I think you should feel less of what you feel. I think you should work through those feelings. I think That's that what you- I mean. I don't mean like like lessening your your feelings for that i'm just saying like how do you work through that i think it's practice i think it's a constant it's a constant refreshment of grace for yourself like it's constant forgiveness so it's like even though you feel bad forgive yourself for feeling bad like that's okay maybe the next time it'll be a little bit easier i understand that what you're feeling is coming from a genuine place and a good place i don't ever want to stop feeling because when i stop feeling I'm a little concerned, <laughs> you know, about, you know, where my mental health is. But um, I think acknowledging those feelings and being and giving and letting yourself off the hook when you feel those ways. Like, I think you should still go through that process, but you also have to go through the process of forgiving yourself because that's that's what trips me up. At least for me, I have to go through that process like, hey, you really did operate from the best space that was best for you in order, you know, to serve you in the best way that you can in order to serve the people around you and that friend or whomever in the best possible way that you can. So give yourself a little bit of grace. Don't feel too bad about that. You know what I'm saying? So at least that's that's what I do to try to alleviate some of the pressure after I've gone through situations like that. But as somebody who always has not always has, but as somebody who struggles with anxiety and things like that, that's that's constant for me. And and everything that I try to get wrong, everything that does go wrong, at least when I feel that way in that moment, and having to, you know, give myself a little bit of peace, a little bit of grace, and just some extra love. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I know I said that there were two things with that. I remember the first thing. Now I don't remember the second thing. <laughs> Wait, so you don't think people have to 
catch an Uber or Lyft from the airport? I don't think so. I'm not necessarily. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, I don't think people should feel entitled to the fact that um, I'm going to pick them up. Like, I still think, I would still hope that my friend would ask out of consideration. Like, to me, that's that's the first step. But Yes, but don't get offended like, when people say, hey, catch an Uber or a Lyft. It's not a bad right. thing. Like you, you still gonna get there. Here, like it's all good. Like Marco was in town. I I don't live far from the airport, so I'm like, yeah, I'll pick you. Like now, and he was in town for work, so he could have easily expensed that out. But it's nothing like, especially when the homies are in town. And don't get it twisted. Do not expect this every time. If it is in my, if it is in my ability, I'm happy to say yes and do that. Just don't let that be the expectation and think that you're entitled to that. Um, But I have no problem with you asking for me to come get you from the airport. That is also about my location and proximity, though. Right. In the the city that you live in. (laughs) Right. I'm about 10 to 15 minutes from the airport. If I lived out in Dublin or Powell... Um, I would probably still go get them because then that means a 30 to 45 minute ride in an Uber. So that's more money. But my, my thing around that is like, I don't have a problem with you asking. Just don't automatically expect a yes. And like when he was here, um, what was it? Oh, he Ubered to work and he Ubered back. And it wasn't until I got done for the day and I was like, Oh, my bad. Did you want me to come get you? He was like, you know, no, nah, boo. It was, you know, it's all good. Whatever. Now, granted, he was at a, out at Polaris, so that would have been a whole different thing. But I was willing to do that for him if he needed me to. Um, and it's also not something that I would be doing on a regular. But I think, like, when it comes to boundaries and whatnot, I'm more concerned with the people that are just, that one, just expect it and or feel entitled to it. Or two, make a habit out of it. Like, this is just what I'm supposed to do for you. Like, this this just where we at with this. N- no, like, I'm not picking you up from work every day. No, I mean, I understand that. But I also think that, for instance, my best friend lives in L.A. To travel to LAX and sit in that traffic, like, I don't mind hopping on whatever public transportation or the Uber that I need. Just to be considerate of yeah. that person. But I also do think it's something about friendships too that people like what you said feel entitled like don't feel entitled to me just because i'm your friend you still owe me my options <laughs> give me my options or i'm just gonna flat out tell you no because i'm gonna take them either way but just that entitlement is just it's sickening to me friendship yeah. or no friendship yeah and and i'm the same way like if i was someplace done this several times with dre but also dre is like that too like um here go here go to uh here go the route for the uh what what is it in Atlanta? Jeez Louise. The Marta. Um, the Marta, thank you. Here go the route for the Marta. <laughs> and it and it's no problem. Like that that makes sense to me. I, I have no problem doing it either way. Like I don't mind catching the Uber. Um I also don't mind picking up a friend, like like you said though. It's 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 more so. About it de- the it depends on the day it. for me, so I mind. So just ask me, and I'll let you know if I mind that day. <laughs> <laughs> Boundaries. I'm trying to set them in advance. 
I hear you. And I can respect. And this, and I'm not trying to call you out, but I wonder if this also has something to do with it too, because the boundaries that I set for one person are are not the same boundaries that I have to set for another. But I know those people in my life that where those differences may be. So I guess, I'm so sorry. And you would have thought that I was actually drinking and I wasn't. Um, I wonder for you, is it something like where this happens more frequently than not or where you feel like you've been in situations more times than not where it's just like I should have set those boundaries or someone has overstepped my boundaries and now I got to be like, I got to get it in order for everybody. (laughs) I don't think it's that. I think it's that. Well, I do think that people do overstep their boundaries with me, but I also think that, uh, which is funny because I'm so blunt, but um, so like, you know, what's about to come next. But two, I also think that it's the newness of the, of where I am in life and that those boundaries look different at every stage in your life too. Like they can look different mm-hmm. upon different pe- with different people, but I think they also look different based on circumstances and how your circumstances have changed. Like this is my first time living this far from all of my friends this is my first you know what i'm saying like this these are boundaries i never had to explore because we weren't in mm-hmm. any situations so mm-hmm. i think it's necessary i think it's just a new environment and new situations where i'm just like oh i didn't realize i needed to set boundaries in these areas so let me go ahead and do that now gotcha so yeah but no nah, people been trying me <laughs> That's that's all that is. People have been trying me, but they've been pleasantly shocked. I don't know pleasantly shocked. They've been shocked. Right. Do you think they've been trying you? Because they don't, they didn't, I'm really just like asking all the questions right now. I'm really just curious. Like, especially for some people, like, you know, a coworker, maybe, because you may not know me like that. Right. Depending on what you ask me about. But like, do you think people have been trying you because... They don't know your boundaries or is it that like that entitlement factor? I think it's a mixture of both. Like I feel like people are very entitled, but I also think that where I am in life, I have and going into my late, like I'm in my late twenties. And so I, for some reason, I just assumed that as I approach my thirties, a lot of people would just be a lot more mature than they are mm-hmm. and maturity isn't tied to age it's tied to accepting responsibility so I think I had to let go of that notion that maturity was tied to age and actually understand that some people really just lack self-awareness and they really don't know themselves or care to know other people because I think that if you can't be self-aware if you can't be aware of yourself how can you be aware of somebody else it starts with you you don't even mm-hmm. know what's going on with you let alone knowing how I feel you know what I'm saying so I think it's that factor that people really are just wrapped up in themselves and they really can't see past themselves. But for me, I operate from a space where I try to be cognizant of the world that I live in. Now, I'm not saying I make special accommodations for everybody, but I'm cognizant that there are other people and that life would be very dull if I only looked at it from my lens. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? So I try to look at it from other people's lenses and treat people how I want to be treated. And maybe that's how they want to be treated. I don't know that. (laughs) Okay. Those are all my questions. (laughs) 
So, yeah. No, I've, I've thought about that. I was like, what the hell is wrong with people? <laughs> and I just really think that it's a lack of maturity and it's a lack of, you know, getting to know how you how, how do you affect other people as you move through these spaces? Like, why aren't you thinking about that? Because it's one thing yeah. to be like, how are other people affecting me? But how are you affecting other people? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay. Well. I'll have more for um, you after I read Boundaries. Oh, you said you'll have more for me. Got you. Um, anything else you want to add on that topic? Or are we ready to... Actually, we didn't even talk about what you said we were getting ready to segue into. The holidays. For the holidays, yeah. (laughs) What type of boundaries are you setting for the holidays? My mama better not ask me when I'm having kids. (laughs) I just be so curious. Like, how how do you think the baby gonna get here? Just through me? Just me? Um, (laughs) I think... During the holiday season, especially with a lot of my family coming, I just need to be cognizant of the times that I need to recharge. Because when I don't recharge, I'm on edge. And it's not cute. So that's probably one of my top ones. And also, I I told my mom, too, because we don't really give gifts. I won't share the reason why. (laughs) But we stopped giving gifts. Um, and so this year my mom was like, she hit me on Thanksgiving, like, well, who are you buying gifts for? And I was just like, we don't buy gifts. Um, so I had to make it clear to her, like, I can't buy gifts this year. You didn't let me know in advance. I already planned on these other things, like my New Year's Eve trip and stuff like that. So that was a boundary I had to set with her. Like, hey, can't do it this year. I got to know a little bit in advance because I do. I'm a planner. Okay. Any boundaries that you're setting for the holidays? Um, I would say, and I was telling you about this, like, right before the recording. For me, boundaries is about, um, especially around the holidays, is about finances, too. Like, I just try to be mindful of the fact that not everybody is making the same amount of money. Um, we typically, or we have gotten away from the traditional gift giving in the, I would say in the last three to four years. So y'all don't want to say back in the day, but traditionally we would, everybody would give everybody a gift. Um, and at that point we looking at upwards of 10, if not more people. Right. So, um, we got to a point where we started doing, um, Secret Santa, we've done the white, excuse me, the white elephant, all of that. But even still within that, it was like, we got to set boundaries on finances. Like, okay, how much we spending on these gifts? You know what I mean? Um, And I think this will transition into the next topic um, as well. But like I was reading a friend's post and it's important to be able to like, be transparent and feel comfortable saying no to certain things, especially when it comes to your finances, because nobody else is going to know what your finances look like. I'm not saying that you need to tell people what your checkbook is looking like, but it's okay to be like, you know what? We doing secret center this year. You know, I'm not able to go over a $50 budget, you know, that type of thing. And again, it's not necessarily that you don't have it, 
but you have a budget in mind because there are other things that you're trying to do with your money and you don't want to be in a position of overextending yourself all because that's what a couple other couple of other people are able to do. So I think around the holidays that's really important. Like and I know memes and, you know, little quotes and stuff have been going around about that, like set boundaries for yourself in that financial space, especially during the holidays, because you'll find yourself being overextended and again it it like it doesn't matter what the circumstances are. Like you could be single you could uh, be a single parent with two kids. You could be married with no children. Like, it doesn't matter the circumstances, but you know what your boundaries are, especially when it comes to um, your finances. And I think the more that you're able to do that and the more that you're able to express that no. Um, and sometimes it's a no, but... Or, you know, not exactly this, but I could do this. And that's okay, too. Right. Um, But, again, it goes back to adding stress to your life and being a stressor. Or um, Because if you do overextend yourself, then you're worried about the next thing. You over here trying to rob Peter to pay Paul. Right. What was that thing on Instagram that was going around? Like, don't go broke trying to convince people that you love them. You loving somebody has nothing to do with it being tied to a monetary possession. Nothing. Exactly. And if you think so, I would explore, I would urge you to explore, like, what is it about this person that I love and how do I communicate love with people? And I'm not saying that your love language doesn't have to be like gifts and things like that, but you should know how somebody feels about you, not by the things that they're able to buy you. Right. You should know that. And, And that may change. Like, it may change from year to year. Maybe one year you were able to do that. Maybe you were able to do... I remember one year I was in college, and I had a little bit of money, and I was like, y'all tell me what you want, and I got it. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> like, just tell me what it is that you want. I think even that year I had gotten stuff for, you know, um, even college friends, and not because I was expecting anything in return, but I was in a position to do that. Right. The next year... Pretty sure the game flipped. <laughs> I think everybody was getting homemade gifts. Right, the game did change. And that's like, <laughs> like, and that, and that was going to have to be okay. It didn't mean that I loved you any less, but my circumstances changed. Right. And I have to act accordingly. So, um, but leading into that topic of, um, Dag, and you just said it. What? Our next topic. Oh. You said it while we were off. Keeping a healthy mindset. Keeping a healthy mindset. I think that's even so important during these holidays, too. Y'all know this is like the time of year where people are committing suicide more. Yep. Um, People are losing loved ones. It's a hard time of year. It is. You You just never know what's happening. And I say that and why I felt like it tied into the financial piece and the boundaries that you're setting during the holidays is because like when people do try to overextend themselves like you can't forget that yes it's the holidays but you still have bills to pay you know what I mean so you don't want anything to be any added stressors for yourself right it might be new year's but rent is still due right (laughs) right because then that also takes away from your ability to be present 
and spend time with the people that you love and care about or just do the things that you love and care about during this season because some people like you also have to acknowledge and recognize like some people don't have the bigger families not everybody is going to somebody's house for the holidays yeah so like what does that look like um and so if you're overextending yourself in other ways um are you able to go volunteer like you normally would um are you going to find yourself in more of a depression because of the boundaries that you either didn't set and or keep. And that's really difficult during this time of year. It is. But there's a lot of there's a lot of power that we have within ourselves. And or and and I'm talking about that and and focusing on the good things that are happening. I don't want you to like overlook tumultuous times or difficult seasons. You you can't overlook that. You have to go through that. But mm-hmm. there's also a lot of good out there, too. And there's also a lot of things that you can choose to focus on. Choose to focus yeah. on. Because your mind is a muscle. And you have to exercise your mind and gain that strength back. Because that's... It would be... I would be lying if I said, you should have no negative thoughts. You should have no sad thoughts. That's not true. We're all human. We're all able to go that's through... That's possible. Yeah, to go through and feel every single last human emotion. We We all have that. And you should be able to explore that. And after you do that, you have to exercise your mind to choose to think about something to put yourself in a positive state. Some of that is more difficult than than others. And some people honestly can't do it because of whatever mental capacity that I want to allow you to do that. I do understand that. I'm not, I'm not that removed to be like, everybody has a choice and choose to be happy. Like, no, some people are literally fighting tooth and nail for their happiness. You know what I'm saying? To change their mind about being happy. But for those who can try it out, try those mental exercises. When your mind goes one way, feel it, take it in, embrace it. And then after that say, you know, there's so many other things out here that that's happening for me. And I also think a lot of times in this season where things, sometimes a lot of us have high expectations for this season. And when things don't go as planned, I feel like a lot of disappointment comes in this season too. Because the expectations Mm -hmm. are always so high for Christmas. And then Christmas Day comes and you're like, this is not what I thought was going to happen. Or this is not the food I wanted to prepare. This is not the Christmas song that I wanted to hear. This is not the engagement ring that I asked for. He didn't even propose. You know what I'm saying? Like there's so many things that we expect during the season or to be quite frank, we expect dinner said they go, they said dinner was going to start at four. It started at seven. <laughs> That's a common, <laughs> that's a common issue that happens, but those are all because of expectations. So I'm not telling you to lower your expectations, but be willing to have that flexibility to adjust them. If things don't go the way that you want them to go during the holiday season, just because expectations are at an all time high during this time. And, and this is just in general, just because they're your expectations does not mean that they're someone else's. Facts. And if you're not communicating that, um, you cannot expect someone to abide by your expectations. Facts. If you have a different view of what they are and you're not communicating about them. And a lot of times those things are seen in retrospect as well. Um, but if there are things, you know, if you listen to this show and if there are things that you can think about and say, you know what? I had expectations that this was going to go a certain way, but I never told this person. 
you know, like, you know, try to be a little self-aware or even from the from the reverse of it. Like maybe somebody had expectations for you that you were unaware of um, and that was not communicated to you. It's okay to have that conversation, too, and say, you know what? I didn't realize that that's what you were thinking. I didn't realize that that's what you were expecting. Um, I was unable to do that. Let's be adults about this. You know, maybe next time in this next situation, you know, now we know in advance that we will have to have this conversation because this is what you expected to get out of it. That could be dates. That could be dinner. You know, what time dinner is going to start. That could be like if my family and I, if we did not have the conversation about price limit, folks could have walked in <laughs> with any old thing. And somebody could have been butthurt and been like, oh, I thought I was going to get something else. Well, we didn't set those expectations. And it's and those conversations. You have to have those conversations. And most importantly, when having those conversations, you have to be honest. You have to be honest <laughs> and you have to be willing to like receive things. Yes. Like you can't just. You have to be honest, but you also have to create a space for others to be honest with you so that they're able to give you any of their perspective, maybe sometimes feedback or whatever it may be. Like, you have to be in that space to be able to give and receive, and you have to create that space for the other person as well. You know, Diddy just posted this thing, and I was just like, oh, it's so true. And it was like, honesty saves everybody time. Saves everybody time. Let me know. I'm going to let you know. And we don't even have to go around this bush. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, just be, just be open. Be honest. Yep. But also, like, like you were saying... Um, there are so many positives to look forward to. Absolutely, out of exercising your no, out of setting boundaries, um, your mental space, maintaining your mental space. There are so many positive things that you can look forward to, and that you can get out of that. So when you think about these things, it doesn't have to be just with this negative spin on it, like. Well, I need to respect, I need, you know, I need to set these boundaries because folks not expect, uh, respecting them and da-da-da-da, this person is wrong for this and this person is wrong for that. They very well, you know, may play a role in whatever altercation that may have taken place. But, like, if that situation does come to a resolve, to be able to say and acknowledge, like, you know what, that was rough. This person did overstep their boundaries, but we were able to talk about it and now our friendship is even better for it. Like... We were able to have those conversations and I feel like, you know, going forward, I feel more at peace because this person is now more aware of what my boundaries are. This person is now more aware of why I said no, or this person is now more um, considerate if they asking me to pick them up from the airport. <laughs> Maybe next time I won't even ask and I'm going to catch the Uber like Kiana said. You're welcome. And that saves everybody some time. <laughs> But I also think that it may sound like a negative connotation to be like, hey, you have to set these boundaries in order for people not to break them. And that sounds like that, but that's actually called doing the work so that in order you right. so that you can have an enjoyable experience. You set the boundaries exactly. so that they but won't you get do crossed. Have to do the work. You that's the work that comes with being able to have peace. 
This is yep. that's what requires for peace. You still have to work for your peace. You still have to work for your happiness. And you have to you have to choose. Like I said, there's a lot of power in choices. So even if those situations do come where anxiety comes or you are feeling like I have to have these rough conversations, you get to decide after you have these conversations how you feel, how your day is going to be impacted. You can even say, man, this is a great day or this is the worst day of my life. Those are your choices. Nobody else makes you feel that way but you. Mm-hmm. So you can choose a good time. You can choose a good day. You can choose to have a positive outcome, even from a crappy conversation that could have went left. And you can choose to say, hey, there are a lot of things that were fruitful from this and that I can know moving forward. But it's right. all in the power of how you decide to look at things. It's really about changing your perspective. It's all mental. All of this stuff is mental. And and it's all not always about like failure, but a lesson learned. Because people, it's, because this is about to, it's that time of year too. People about to be like, this ain't no shade. I may even be saying it myself. New year, new me. I'm cutting this person off or I'm cutting these type of people off, so on and so forth. Um, It doesn't always have to be that. I think so quickly we jump to like, well, this wasn't done right. So I need to, and you know what? Shout out to one of my homegirls because she is um, notorious for blocking people. (laughs) If she feels some type of way, it's an automatic block. And so at the end of last year, maybe the beginning of this year, she was just like, you know what? I don't want to be that person anymore. That's like always jumping to that. Like, let me sit and think about what the lesson learned is out of this, as opposed to going straight to cutting somebody off. You know what I mean? So, like, what's the positive, again, what's the positive spin on this? And what can I get out of this that's going to eventually get me to that peace that I want? Um, and the place that I, the place and happiness that I want to be in. Because we, I just feel like we get so busy and, like, I'm cutting all these people out. And not to say that there aren't people that need to be cut off in your life. Boundaries, again, that's the whole basis of this conversation, right. this episode. I am not saying that by any means. But there are sometimes extremes, and sometimes you can go to those extremes, or you can set those boundaries without any positive reflection. And there's always a positive, or there's always a lesson learned out of something. And sometimes the positive is that you got rid of that person, and you're no longer allowing that person to occupy your space in a negative way. But like, what what are those, you know, what are the positives that come with it, as opposed to just, I cut them off and we're done. What did Amanda still say? She says you need to recognize who's a blip and who's a breath. Yes, she did. <laughs> like, you have to realize who is there for a moment of time and who's there that brings life into you. Right. So right. you have to... That is a case-by-case basis and on a repeat offender basis. Because <laughs> somebody can disrespect you multiple times and be like, this is just... Yeah, I got to block you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or it mm-hmm. could be that person that had one mishap and you're just like, I just need some space, but we gonna, we can talk about it later. Right. Depending on where you're, yeah. depending on where you are in this process too, because there's two people. I think the takeaway from all of it is that you are operating in a spe- you are operating through life with other people who have different feelings, different perspectives, and different ways that they consume whatever it is that's going on around them. And so, in the way that you are able to consume that and digest it, that other person has to do the same. You have to give them, if you care enough, to give them the space enough to do so, even if that includes doing it alongside you. Mm-hmm. So this is all about how to just move through life in partnership with other people and how to get along 
with the people who are in your life, which is sad that you got to teach people how to do this, <laughs> but it's necessary. Sad, but necessary. I remember, so remember when I said before the show, I was like, there was something I really wanted to go off about. I remember it now and I'm going to save it for my tips, but I just had to go ahead and say it. Okay. Because I was like, oh, there it is. Because you started to kind of talk about some things about partnering with people and just being nice to people. <laughs> but anyway, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, but it's all about being kind, being respectful. It's literally following the golden rules. Like treat others how you treat yourself. And pretty much things could go smoothly if people extended that same grace they give to themselves to other people. Mm-hmm. That's all that it, it really it's a boil it all down. That's really all that it is that those cliche sayings mean something sometimes <laughs> just treat right. people how you want to be treated. And I'm telling you, that'll change everything or treat mm-hmm. people how you treat the people that you love. Mm-hmm. That's it. Or how you would want people to treat your loved ones. Exactly. That's it. That's all that is. So many pieces, not many pieces, many peace and blessings to you as you go through this season, claiming your space, setting your boundaries and having a good time after you're doing that. Like, you're not supposed to have an attitude that you set boundaries like, "Ooh, there you go. Boundary set uh, in your face. Like, that's not how that works. Mm -hmm. You're supposed to say like, hey, this isn't going to work for me because I'm trying to have a good time. Yeah. Well, this was a really healthy conversation. Um, I have a feeling that this is probably going to be one of my favorite episodes. I'm, I think I'm going to think this is a really good episode. <laughs> Except for when um, I drop my phone, you're going to hear that. It's so loud. I'm so sorry. Oh, dang. I didn't even hear that. Yeah. You- um, so yes. Do we have anything else we want to add before we take a break for our ad? <laughs> I do. Oh, what you got? Everybody take care of you. That's all. Okay. And now, a brief break for our ad from Sound two, Ears. Two. This episode is brought to you by Sound Ears Media. Sound Ears Media is a multimedia production company based out of Cleveland, Ohio. Sound Ears provides its listeners with weekly curated playlists containing wide-ranging musical selections from the newest release hits to some of the greatest nostalgic classics in music. And Kiana and I are super excited about this new partnership as Bitches Love Brunch will have its own weekly curated playlist. So anyone looking for personal playlists to fit your unique vibe, DM them on IG at Sound Ears or on Twitter at Sound Ears underscore. Or you can shoot them an email at soundearsmedia at gmail.com. And we're back. What up though? What up, though? Shout out to Sound Ears, as always. Um, I'll be looking forward to some playlists around the holidays. Yes. You know, I tried to make a playlist the other day. It's not as seamless as I thought it was. Okay. I had this big idea in mind. I think it was just too big for the songs. I just got to scale it back. This, my my expectations were too high <laughs> for myself. Well, I'm sure sound ears can help with that. <laughs> but I was trying to make a playlist for sound ears. Oh. Yeah, I was gonna submit a little playlist, y'all. I think bear with me. <laughs> okay, bear with me. <laughs> well, um, we are going to start with 
tips or brunch bots? I should know this by tips. now. We 34 in. We starting with tips. You got your tips ready? Yes, ma'am. Oh, okay, go ahead. I have two tips this week, both going out to the answer. Actually, my last my last tip was the entertainment industry, but these are two from the entertainment industry. One going to none other than the beautiful Issa Rae. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to give her a 50% tip because it was just announced that she actually had just signed a multi-year production pack with Columbia Pictures to promote mm-hmm. emerging diverse writers. So on her way up, she is pulling people right on up with her. You keep glowing, Issa. Oh, yep. She just makes me so happy and so That's proud. Today too. Um, She's just so beautiful in spirit and, um, and culture. Like, I feel like she's she's just one of the best re- representations that we have right now in terms of what it looks like in terms of like black excellence bringing other people along like just beautiful all oh, just through and through she is inside out like Sorry, go ahead. I want her, like, when people are looking at specific definitions, I think that there are certain pictures that should be next to them. I think that when you look up diversity and inclusion, Issa Rae should pop up. Issa Rae should be next to them. Her, Lena Waithe. Ugh. We got some really good, like, I think sometimes I take it for granted, but especially when we look at the entertainment industry and, you know, sometimes we spend a lot of time like critiquing it as well but just to see what we're getting in this time like when I, like I can even think about like when my siblings were coming up and you know just the people that they had in entertainment whether it be Eddie Murphy Chris Rock you know what I mean like yeah. those names and just and you you really have to think about what Eddie, uh, Eddie Murphy was doing like, when you think about Boomerang, you think about Friday, you know, all of these things that were out there, I just feel so proud and also honored and privileged to be able to witness um, people like Issa Rae in this time, especially in this time. You know, I recognize that, I, I was telling somebody that this week was that, you know, I've always related to Insecure, but it wasn't until this season that I literally, that was the first time I've ever seen myself, myself on tv like that was me Mm -hmm. that that is me this is me and my friends it's one thing to be like oh i can relate to that but to see a visual representation of where i am in life today that was so powerful to me and that's why Mm -hmm. this past season is my favorite season thus far okay um and then shout out to Issa. yeah shout out to Issa. and my second tip is gonna go to netflix my second tip is going to Netflix because there was also breaking news today that they are breaking up Selena's story into a series mm-hmm. on Netflix. And I don't know about y'all, but Selena is a distant cousin. Like, oh, I thought Selena was the, sp- the first exposure to real deep Spanish that we probably all had. <laughs> So I'm so excited to watch this series just because I love the movie so much. I just don't know. This is the one thing I am curious about. Like, if J-Lo's not playing Selena, then who? Right. I'm also just... I'm, I I need more details because I saw that too. Um, and while in theory, you know, I think it's dope. 
I just hope, I mean, I do see that her family is involved, so I, I trust that it will be done well. Um, I'm just really curious as to how this is going to pan out, turning this movie into a series and um, what's going to make it different than the movie. Like, I just wonder what else we're going to see that maybe we didn't see before. Um, mm-hmm. And so, yeah. I trust Netflix with that. I'm always worried about who they're going to pick to do it. Yeah. But like I said, her family is involved, so I feel yeah. I feel really good about that. At least they're not lifetime of her. You know Man. what I'm saying? Like just running with her right. story and making a right. series out of it. Because that will ruin everything. So I hope that, you know, my expectations are a little high, but I hope that they fulfill my expectations just a little bit. Okay. Those are my tips. All right. So as I randomly shouted out in the middle of the show a few minutes ago, um, I remembered what I really wanted to go off about. Um, so my first tip is a bad one. Okay. Um, it is for, and I haven't always been the biggest fan of hers, but it is for all of the people, all of the shady ladies and men that have been in the comments of, um, Gabrielle Union and Dwayne Wade and their experience and journey with the birth of their daughter. Um, I really got frustrated with it because when she first posted about it, I was like, because, you know, she has openly talked about, um, trying to get pregnant, um, how, how closely her experience was aligned with, um, her character being Mary Jane on being Mary Jane. And so the people right now and all the trolls get a zero percent tip because there were people in there judging her. Um, the first picture that she posted was her in like a hospital gown. Her hair was pulled up and she was holding her baby. Um, and people were like, why is she even doing that? She acting like she just gave birth. Da, 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 da. This not even her child or, you know, like whatever, whatever. First of all, dummies. And yes, I'm, yes, I'm doing it. I'm calling people dummies because do some research. Um, Sometimes they're not smart. That's okay. You said what? I said sometimes they're not smart. That's right. Okay. Sometimes they're not. And the, this was one of those moments. Um, you can, in fact, have a surrogate. <laughs> By having a surrogate, that does not mean that that is not your embryo, your egg, um, the sperm of the father's child. Like, that is possible. And that's exactly what they did. That baby is not genetically tied to the surrogate. Um, it was her egg and Dwayne Wade's sperm their embryo the baby looked just like Dwayne by the way second there is this such thing and this is coming from somebody who does not have any children so if I know some of these things y'all go do some homework there is this such thing as bonding with the baby so you want to make sure or you want to go through a process that is similar to as if you had just given delivery so you can bond with the baby so Part of that is that um, skin to skin, that bonding time. And people were just going off, like letting her have it. They also started going in on her about, um, I don't know as much about this, but uh, kissing the baby. And just. Oh, I saw that. And just people just like taking the time to acknowledge that there are. She had a really classy clap back. She did. And she's handled it so well. And I imagine that this is one of the reasons why. They chose to keep it so private because she has had so much 
Um, I think she's just been attacked and bombarded with so much even throughout her journey as a woman where it's just like that's the last thing that you want to hear when you've had eight or nine after you've had eight or nine miscarriages. Like, you know, I go ahead. I think it's just a, a, a ignorance, especially in our community, about these different options on how to conceive. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because we don't really talk about infertility. We don't really talk about the um, the alternatives that you can take. And a lot of times it's resources. You know what I'm saying? Like We don't got the money to have surrogates. Right. We don't have the money for in vitro or whatever it is. So they, I think there's an ignorance. But I also think that when there's an ignorance, you also have to be silent in your ignorance to learn. Yep. So I think that a lot of people should be quiet while being ignorant and, you know, take from whatever you can to be educated on this topic because she doesn't have to let us in. And I think one of the things that you said was like, you know, that's the reason why they chose to keep it private. But even aside from the fact of being private, that's her business. She don't got to let y'all know. It's not private or public. It's my business. This is my business. Like I let you all into a part of my life when I so choose. And, And they don't have to do that. So I, I just just when you started when we started talking about just being nice to people like let's let's just have that as a common standard across the board. Just be nice to people. Even if you're confused, even if you don't understand, even if you don't agree yep. with it, be quiet. Be quiet and be nice. That doesn't give you the right to be mean because it's not what you would do. Exactly. And let that woman raise her child. So that is my first tip to all of you trolls out there. My second tip um, has to be, I'm going to give it a 75% tip to Marty and the women at Rocks earlier, like I said, for that great experience at the Cavs game. Um, I know I have talked about it a lot between, you know, the takeover. I've thanked Marty and her boss several times, but just really appreciate that experience because you didn't have to do it, but you did. Um, And then I want to shout out a friend of the show. Uh, Taria, she and a couple of a, a couple of her friends um, started a page. I probably should have looked into this a little bit more, but the conglomerate. Yes, the conglomerate. I know what it's called, but um, these are three fashionable women, um, and they're here in Columbus. Um, they're black women and they're stylish. And if you know Taria, if you met her, or even if you just looked her up after she was on the show, um, you know she's a stylish woman. Uh, face is always beat. Natural hair for the gods. Um, so I just wanted to shout them out because I know that's something that is like has always been an interest of hers. Um, and just to be able to see her get to do it with two other black women and just thriving and whatnot. Um, it just makes me happy. I just enjoy seeing people doing what they enjoy doing, and that makes them happy, and just seeing them thriving, um, especially just trying to try new things, just you know, putting ourselves out there and just exploring the fullness of ourselves, and I feel like this is one way that she's doing that. So shout-out to Taria and the conglomerate. I'm giving them um, also a 75% tip. Y'all, if y'all want to follow them on Instagram, it is underscore the conglomerate. Thank you. Um, we'll, we'll put them on our page. And also, they slay they do. effortlessly. Like, they slay. Shout out <laughs> so to their when photographers. You see the looks, yes, when you see the looks drool, honey, 
because you're supposed to. They slay. They they melanin? look amazing. Yes, they look amazing. So, go Taria. We're so proud. And those are all of my tips for the week. I know I had a lot of these braids are cute. Um, we both went to brunch. What's your brunch spot? I went to this spot called Federicks. Let me see. Am I right? Well, no, sorry. Fenwick's. Okay. <laughs> Fenwick's in 12, on 12 South in Nashville. Um, yo, this experience, like, their breakfast was simple yet just delicious. Just simply delicious. Like, sometimes you don't have to overdo it. Simplicity. Th- there is, there's power in simplicity. Um, but one of the things I will say was that this spread that I had, I told you about, Courtney, is that, y'all, I'm, my palate is of a six-year-old. I'll admit it. Like, I don't try many new things, but I have been recently. So a friend ordered an appetizer for brunch, and she ordered um, goat cheese. And I've had goat cheese before, and I really enjoyed it. So I was like, okay, I'll try it or whatever. So they bring it out, and it's baked goat cheese. So I'm like, oh, I've never seen it cooked like this. Like, it looked the the casing on it was just beautiful and then it had like this jam on it but they were like no it's it's fig and I was like oh okay whatever so I spread it on my bread and when I tell you that butter no more regular jam no more I've been elevated y'all <laughs> I've been elevated my taste buds are on a whole new wavelength so that place was absolutely phenomenal so if you're in Nashville try Fenwick's it is the bomb um hopefully I can go back and try some more Interesting things, but I loved it. Absolutely loved it. All right. Um, I apologize because while Kiana was talking, you might uh, you might have uh, heard me cracking open my Pepsi. <laughs> I didn't think it was going to pick it up, but it was all nice and crispy, so that's what that was. <laughs> um, I went to Old Town Tavern for brunch. Um, the mimosas were amazing, garnished with a little strawberry. So I took them off the garnish uh, stick and dropped them right into that mimosa and let them soak in that champagne. Uh, Marty had this breakfast sandwich that looked pretty good in these home fries with like uh, redskin potatoes, which were really, really mm. good. Um, I had to do a little sprinkle of a little salt, but... Other than that, they were on point. I had Huevos Rancheros again. Um, Okay. Not my favorite. Not my favorite. Now, I have been to Old Town Tavern before for like happy hour, had food there. Um, I imagine that some of the other items might be good, but if you know Huevos Rancheros, they are, it's supposed to be layered and and it's like a can be like a crispy tortilla with like a little soft tortilla. It has like refried beans and the fried egg on top with like salsa, but it's layered. I had two open face <laughs> tacos. <laughs> and if you followed the page or followed the uh, takeover, then you saw them. But Mm-mm. it was two tortillas laid flat, so side by side, as opposed to on top of each other with a fried Stop. egg. Um, and then a ton of this salsa just drizzled on top, but it was super spicy. So stuff like that, and you know I'm a foodie, so I'm like mindful of like taste, bu- taste buds and palates and how things should be prepared. 
So something like that, if you're talking about a salsa like that that's extra spicy, you don't need to overload the item. Um, yeah. So it was just overload. Now, granted, I even like spicy, but I found myself scraping it off because it was just covered in this salsa. Um, but it was really just a fried egg on top of a tortilla. And then the rice and beans on the side, and that is not a huevos rancheros. Uh, it was like, it tastes good, but like, it was a fried egg. So I don't know how that tastes bad with just a little salt and pepper. <laughs> right. Um, so that was not my favorite, but I would go back and try again. I would try something else. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I think that's like the first, that might be the first bad or not as good review that I've given of a brunch spot. But I'll be back for the mimosas alone. So there's that. All right. That wraps up our episode. Do you want to give them the social media? Y'all go on Facebook and follow our Facebook group. um, And it's called Bitches Love Brunch. Go on. um, I'm sorry. Got a little distracted. (laughs) Go on Instagram. Go on the Instagram and follow us at bitches. D- double underscore love double underscore brunch wherever you're listening to us on make sure that you subscribe on itunes or soundcloud or follow us on um no not soundcloud spotify and follow us on soundcloud yes um rate review and tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend yeah and share and us. y'all send us y'all brunch spots yeah share us Tag us in your brunch spots. Y'all, everybody be brunching. And sometimes I be seeing y'all use bitches love brunch. We're going to have to um, work on that, Courtney. But um, Wait, y'all can't you be seeing just, people just use us. bitches love brunch and y'all tag them? Yeah, our comments. <laughs> my tag us. <laughs> they, they use it as a hashtag. Oh. So, um, just tag us. Yeah, tag us. I apologize. I probably need to do a little better at looking for the hashtag. I always see like the tag of our name, like when you add us, and I I yeah. definitely go back and repost those. But yes, hashtag, add us, all of that. Um, that it was something else I was gonna say about that. Okay, that's it. Go ahead, Kiana. Sorry. Now that's all I got. Y'all do what y'all do. All right, we'll see you in a couple. So y'all can keep listening. <laughs> see you in Bye. a couple weeks. Merry Christmas.